Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Now we're just kidding. Everything's important. Nothing special. Seven keys to performance success in championship weekend. We're excited to bring it to you. Wrestling Mindset. Wrestling Mindset is a wrestling-specific sports psychology program designed to help you overcome your mental blocks and win, not only in wrestling, but in life. I should have worn my Santa Claus hat. <laughs> Like a kid on Christmas Eve, excited to compete. And that's what, that's what we want it to be like. We're excited, not just before the state tournament, not just before the national tournament, but really before every time we, could, could get, we get a chance to compete. So it's consistency across the board. Grateful for the opportunity. We're excited. Everything's important, but nothing is special. So let's go into the list right away. We got seven keys to success during championship weekend. We post this every year. This, this blog was probably written probably close to eight or nine years ago now. And it's still as relevant today as it was eight or nine years ago. It's time. So number it's one. It's evergreen, just like the Christmas trees. That's right. Another Christmas analogy. Number one, bombard yourself with positive thoughts now. Now is not the time to be critical, right? We, dwelling on those setbacks, losses, things that we wish would have happened during the season is not going to help us right now. Now is the time to be positive, to think positive, and to act positive. Right. And that doesn't mean by any means, does that mean to just keep telling yourself, I got to win, I got to win, stay champ, stay champ. That's not what it means. It just means keep things positive. Focus on things you're doing well. We all know there's no, there's no perfect wrestler, even Olympic champs. They're not perfect wrestlers. You don't need to be perfect. You need to be masterful. And to be masterful, you can't even control that directly. You control that by focusing on the controllables. So what do you do well? Focus on things you've done well. Watching highlight tapes of yourself visualizing. Don't surround yourself with negative people. There's some people in your immediate family you might need to be further from. You need to distance yourself from them. Even some coaches on your team, you might need to tune them out. 
and we're not, you know, there's certain, you know, personalities that just don't fit well together. I'm not saying don't listen, don't be disrespectful. That's not it. But you need to sometimes let some of the negativity in one ear and out the other ear. You know, some of these guys are jobbers and if you're, and you're trying to be successful, you got it. You got to take it serious. So having fun, keeping it positive. Yeah. But then a scenario you see at, at a lot of places, a lot of schools, a lot of wrestling clubs at this time of the year, a lot of watching past matches, which is good, right? We want to learn and improve from our, our mistakes, but you're seeing a lot of, I got to improve this. I got to improve that. I got to finish this shot. I got to get out on bottom, right? We're seeing things that we need to improve on. Whereas we want to balance that out a little bit where you brought up watching a highlight tape, right? Watching when you execute technique at a high level, right? Nice, crisp or clean technique, a slick takedown, a good escape, a good turn. See yourself doing things well, you know, at a high level, operating at a high level. So whether it's a highlight video or not, don't just watch yourself, you know, for areas of correction, but focus on some of the things you're doing well. So you feel good about where you're at right now. Right. And that's our first mindset, our first confidence lesson, actually. We talk about past successes and personal strengths. So that's, we put it down on paper. It's one of our mindset exercises. What are your personal strengths? What, if you're, what are your past successes? And just being aware of it. Keep flooding yourself. Keep flooding that in, into your mind because there's a lot of people who they're focusing too much on their failures and their weaknesses, the exact opposite of what they should be telling themselves. Number two, focus on proper energy management. And I know we've touched on this in the last couple of weeks, but you don't have to be fired up at 7 a.m. for a 7 p.m. match, right? That's just, just going to drain our battery. Make sure that we're, you know, ideally we're not thinking about wrestling too much until it's time to wrestle, until it's time to warm up, until it's time to do our pre-match routine. And then when it's time to actually compete, we don't have to be on, we don't have to be intense all day. Whatever we're doing right now, focus on that. You're making a podcast, focus on the podcast. You're in science class, focus on science class, right? If you're at church, pray. But focus on what you're doing right now, not on what's going to happen eight or nine hours from now. And that, that's just a lesson that has nothing to do with the postseason. But focus on the present moment. It's the only thing you could control, and it's less likely to bring that energy meter down quickly. We want to save our energy for when it's time to get ready and wrestle. Right. We always say the cell phone battery analogy. You only have so much battery in your phone. And after it's depleted, you need to recharge your phone. You see much of my phone is charged in because we did our business meeting right before this. <laughs> but you need to keep your you need to keep your meter high. You need to keep you need to make sure your energy meter is on high. That means physical, mental and emotional. Protecting yourself physically, mentally and emotionally uh, now. So during championship week, you don't need to be getting a lot of extra practices and you probably don't need almost any. Really, because now now is the time to recover yourself. It's it's peaking, right? And peaking and, and tapering down where you're you're going intense, but you don't have to do that much more. So mentally and emotionally, not thinking too much about wrestling, not speaking too much about wrestling. Everything can't be wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. I know that's what it was like when, when we were competing. And a lot of these matches are determined by one point in overtime or in double overtime. So you need to be ready to go at the right time. You keep depleting your energy, you're not going to step out on the mat with a full tank. So really keeping that in playlists, use playlists. Do you have a relaxation playlist on your phone of songs that help you calm down and relax in between rounds of a tournament? Do you have a playlist on a YouTube playlist? So you know you have comedies that you're watching to smile and laugh and take your mind off of wrestling. Building in these distractions 
to recover. Yep. And then like we always say, not watching too much wrestling. And if you are going to watch wrestling, we can't get emotionally involved, right? You might have a brother who wrestles on the team or your best friends wrestling on the team. We can't, we can't have those roller coasters in between rounds when we're not even wrestling. We have to stay emotionally level throughout the tournament. So making sure we're not watching too much wrestling. And if we are, you know, we're in control emotionally, otherwise just don't watch it. So that's right. an important thing. That can make us more nervous. Yep. Good. I was just say, be, be a good teammate, be positive with your with your teammates, but there's going to be some big wins, there's going to be some big losses right around you, whether it be your family, whether it be your teammates, whether it be your friends who are in a wrestling club, there's going to be a lot of emotions. You, you want to keep yourself even, so emotionally detach. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger said in, in the movie Pumping Iron, he said during his bodybuilding competitions, you know, if his girlfriend breaks up with him or someone steals his car, he doesn't care. He has to cut himself off emotionally and be a little bit cold. Again, it's not saying you be mean to people. It's you're still a good teammate. You're still courteous. You still thank people for coming to watch you, but you're not getting uh, sucked into that. And like we said, whether if you, especially if you have a brother or a close friend that's competing with you on the team, that was that was hard for us because obviously, you know, we want we want the other one to win, but you can't focus on that. And we've seen it firsthand. We work with brothers where they're getting too caught up in their brother's performance, and then their energy is is going down, and they wind up doing worse. So focus on yourself. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Be a good teammate. Sometimes, you know, getting your teammate ready or being positive with them could get your mind off of it a little bit, off your, your mind off yourself. I remember Kenny Monday saying that, like when you're, when you're excited about the team, you're not thinking as much about yourself. That's true. Just make sure you're emotionally detached overall. Otherwise, it's going to drain your battery. Number three, use visualization as a weapon. So visualize yourself warming up, competing, and executing technique in the arena that you're competing at. And it's one of the things that we'll tell a lot of our athletes. So if you have a middle school athlete going into high school the next year, say go to the state tournament. You know, watch watch the matches, of course, but go see where they warm up. You know, if you can, where, where are they weighing in? What What is the process like? You know, you get off the bus, you walk into the arena, you know, try to feel that experience, try to visualize that experience or, or see it as much as you can so that you can visualize it. So that when you're there for the first time, you know, you've been there before in your mind. So we can really use that as a weapon. And even if you haven't been there, it's like you try as best as you can to use your imagination to put yourself in that position, right? The, you know, visualize not just the match, but, you know, the, the way in, right? Where you're going to eat, where you change, where, you know, whatever, the whole process so that nothing catches you off guard. And you're not going to do it perfectly, but the better you get at this, the more likely you are to be comfortable in that situation. So if you're a younger athlete, go there beforehand to watch it and see as much as you can. So you can visualize. And when you're there, you can say, I've been here before, you know, physically, but also in my mind. I've seen it. You know, I'm not I'm not a freshman next year when when I first wrestle in the state tournament. Right. So visualize and then also visualizing adversity that can happen. You know, you just think about some of the things you've seen in the past. I think about stall calls. I think we'll probably hit on this a little bit later in the show, but, you know, visualize what, what am I going to tell myself? I get hit with a stall call. I'm up by a point. I have a warning. There's 20 seconds left in the match. What do I tell myself in that moment? Because if it happened to someone else, it could happen to us, right? So just be as prepared as possible. And the good thing about visualization is you could put yourself there a hundred times, a thousand times, whereas some positions in matches, you're just not going to see. You might get to a certain level where, you know, many matches, you get forfeits, you dominate your opponent. It's not very close. But then when you get to those later end tournaments, 
districts, regions, states, you have some close competitions. Well, you could put yourself in those matches before you get there, not just in practice, but in your mind. So use visualization as, as a weapon now. And we recommend the visualization is don't do it the night before a tournament. And the reason being is a lot of times that's just more worrying. You're thinking too much. And then you have a difficult time sleeping. So our recommendation is always visualize, plan out when you're going to visualize, when and roughly what time. So you say, if, you're, if your tournament's on a Friday night, you say, okay, I'm going to do this on Tuesday and Wednesday between 8 o'clock and 8.15. So now you know you've blocked out time to think about wrestling. And that's helpful, not in a superstitious way, but because then when, if you're competing on Friday, you're going to sleep Thursday night, right? And you don't, you could tell yourself, I did my visualization. I checked those boxes. I don't need to think about wrestling tonight because I already did this. But if you save it until the night before, then usually it's just staying up too late and you can't sleep. And we see that with wrestlers constantly. So visualize, we say visualize things going really well. Imagine the ideal scenario. Imagine overcoming adversity. You know, things don't go well. Crowd gets loud. You know, whatever might possibly happen. You know, you're, you're, you're staying even keel. You, would, you imagine also succeeding. Not that you want to focus on it too much, but you want to go in with a good feeling like, hey, when I'm when I'm walking in here, I'm, I'm walking out with I'm, I'm coming out with what I came to get. Not overthinking it, not not state champ, state champ or not, you know, stay place, place. But you're saying I'm, I'm walking out of here with what I want. And it doesn't really have to go too far beyond that. So you visualize you visualize that, too. And then as far as so that's for the competitors this week. Visualize a few nights before, not the night before. And you visualize success, you know, dominance, adversity and ultimate success. Right. Um, in other words, success executing your technique and success outcome, you know, standing on top of the podium, running up, giving your parents a hug. So that's for the competing wrestlers. Like you said, also for the people who aren't competing, we did this with our brother, Greg, when you were wrestling at the state tournament. I remember bringing Greg down there and watching the warm up area. And then when he didn't he didn't qualify for the states until his senior year. And he was really good. He'd be, he had beaten state place winners his sophomore, junior year, but he had a really tough area. He didn't get there until senior year. So that was his first shot being there. And our coach, Don Ernst, you know, at CJA, Gene Lazark, shout out to him, our wrestling club uh, growing up. He always said, like, when I, when I would lose in the districts my freshman, sophomore year, he said, go to the regions and watch. Not as a spectator, but this is going to be me next year. So that's why we did this with our brother, Greg, brought him down there. And then his senior year, when it was finally his turn to wrestle, um, I remember him saying to me, he said, hey, you know, this isn't the first time I'm down here. And, uh, and so and then it hit me. Oh, I, I get what he's telling me. So I said, yeah, what, what, um, what, what are you talking about? And he said, he said, yeah, he said, you brought me down here before. And I said, why do you think I brought you down here? And he said, so I knew I was here before. And that's right. He knew he was here before. And that's why he was able to go on and in the quarterfinals beat a guy who beat him during the year, win in the semis against the defending placer, wound up being a state finalist after never going to the States because Mentally, he put himself there. He physically went there before he actually competed. So, you know, maybe if you have a younger brother, bring them down there. If not, um, you know, just go there. If you're, you don't have someone who could bring you down to the actual area, see yourself being down there. Visualization. Yeah, last, last point, last note I have on that we had from the actual blog article. So it's not as much as the, the time that you visualize. Yes, a lot of people will stay up late just worrying about it. Visualization turns into worry, but it's block out time like you would for training. I have an hour block that I'm going to drill. I have two hours of practice. 
I'm setting whatever, 5, 10, 15 minutes. I don't think you need much more than that because you can go through a lot in 10 minutes in your mind. Block out the time and then that's it after. I visualize that's enough. After that, it's probably just worrying for the most part. So again, it's building things into your schedule. Have a block of time, do it, be accurate, and then on to the next thing. A quick break from today's podcast. Wrestling season is here. Wrestling Mindset is the number one wrestling-specific program anywhere in the world. This season, make sure to work with a Wrestling Mindset coach to get the mental edge so that you can build confidence, stay motivated, and bring out your best when it means the most. Wrestling Mindset works with hundreds of wrestlers and teams each year. We have a special offer this season for our podcast listeners. Go to our website at WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type your name and information. In the last section, you'll see additional information. Type in podcast discount. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount and teams will have a $200 discount for any team program. Again, go to WrestlingMindset.com, click on the free trial session, type in podcast discount under additional information. Wrestlers will receive a $100 discount in their first month and teams will receive a $200 discount in any team program. Get the mental edge today. Now back to our podcast. Okay, we got number four, act more confident. Right, we talked about last week how feelings are overrated, right? We might feel more nervous. We might feel a little sore, tired, banged up. We can't control our feelings. Feelings are more like the weather passing by, right? Our emotions, our feelings, we can't control them completely, but we can act more confident, right? We might not feel confident, but we could act more confident. And when we act more confident, we start to feel more confident, right? I might not have the unstoppable confidence feeling, but I'm more confident. So that's something that's directly within our control. Same thing with nerves. I might be really nervous. Can I make myself not nervous? Probably not, but I could make myself a little bit less nervous. How? Smile. Smile. You feel a little bit better, right? So there's things you could do. So body language is important. The way we act has an effect on how we feel. Smiling makes us feel a little bit better, right? Walking with, with purpose, walking with attitude, you start to feel more confident. So now is a good time. We can't control those feelings completely, but we can control our body language. I go back to Don Ernst, and he used to tell us, our coach, and he would say, you know, walk in like you own the joint. And that, what's he really saying there, but to have, have good body language. <laughs> walk in like you own the joint. And that was something where it's like, that, that's what I got from it, right? Walk in with body language, with expectations that I'm, hey, I'm here to get the job done. I am here to walk out with a with a gold medal and a bracket. Not that we're focusing too much on that, but you know the body language is there because I'm acting as if I already accomplished it. Right, you're moving around a perp with purpose. It's kind of like when you're at home, you're you're very comfortable. You're not thinking about anyone else. No one walks through their own house. Um, no one navigates their their normal environment unconfidently. It's like I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to the refrigerator. I'm going to work out. I'm going here. I'm going there. It's like you just you navigate your own home very comfortably. So that brings, that pulls you back to your, to your center, so to speak, if you want to call it that, that you're your happy place. So your actions change your attitudes, your motions change your emotions, and your movements change your moods. The simplest way to change the way you feel is to change the way you move. And this goes with the art of persuasion too. If you're having a conversation with someone, you're trying to persuade them, if you're, you're having a controversial thing and you know, you're trying to change their point of view, well, if you're sitting down, get them to stand up and just the simple shift in the in their body language they're more likely to change their mind studies show or if you're already standing up 
<laughs> like you're on neutral. You're having a conversation. You're on neutral. <laughs> Get them down. Have a have it have them have them sit down, and then it, it just changes the way they think. So again, yeah, smiling, relaxing. Uh, that's why even prisoners in war. I remember reading this before. Well, what do you? How do you su- survive in a prison camp? Uh, you know, God forbid. And they'd say, you know, play dead. Sometimes just playing dead. And the reason why they said that is because psychologically, it just gives you a break. It's like sometimes you just lay there like like you're already dead. And and then and then when you get back, you I, I would assume you you come to a little bit more. You know, okay, I, I'm a little bit. I know we're talking about extreme situations here, but you get the power of the of the body language. So act the way that you want to feel. And when you walk into a gym, you walk in like you own it. And again, it's not a matter of me comparing myself to other people. It's just, I came here on a mission and by the grace of God, I'm coming out with, I'm coming out with why I came here. I'm, I'm here for a purpose. And then just be comfortable, right? You're good swagger. You, you feel, you, you navigate the arena like you would navigate your home. Yeah, and then I think you, you mentioned too, breathing, right? It's like, again, can I control my nerves? My heart rate, it's like, not totally, but a little bit, right? If I start breathing, like if I'm my, if my nerves are out of control and I start to just focus on my breathing for a couple minutes, you know, again, I might be at a 10, level 10 for nerves and I bring it down to a seven. Well, that's a win. That might help me win the match, right? That's a win. I feel better. I'm more comfortable. I might go from a, you know, an eight to a seven. Again, still a win. So there are things you could do. Is smiling going to make you go from extremely nervous through the roof to, Calm, cool, and collected? <laughs> no, probably not, but it's going to help. It's going to bring us down a notch. And that's sometimes that's all we're looking to do in those one, two-point matches. They're determined by that kind, that kind of thing a, a lot. So just, just breathing would be another thing that obviously it should be part of your pre-match routine. We've talked about it a million times for that, but that's something we can control. And I'd, you know, I'd liken that to body language, just deep breathing. So that, that brings us to our next point, number five. Focus on winning positions and scoring points rather than match outcomes. So I know we've definitely touched on this the last few weeks. This is this is number four of our four-part postseason um, series, and we definitely talked about focusing on, you know, our effort, our attitude, our aggressiveness over the outcome. So if you are going to focus on winning, focus on winning positions, focusing on scoring the next point, focus on winning the whistle start, right? Focusing on winning what's right in front of me, the next. I've heard people talk about it, win the next 10 seconds, win the next 20 seconds, right? Win that chunk of time. And if we win enough of those, we're going to win the match. We win enough of those, we win the tournament. But, right, we can't just get in there. It's like I got three matches go. I'm focusing on being the state champ. Well, no, I got to focus on the next 10 seconds. Maybe that's my pre-match routine. Maybe it's getting to my tie-up, takedown, getting to my base. It might just be getting a knee under my chest. But it's if you're going to focus on winning, win the next 10 seconds, win the next position. Right. And knowing that the 10 seconds are coming after that thing that just hit me was, I remember when David Taylor said when he wrestled Kyle Dake in the NCAA finals and that, and that epic matchup, he said, he was thinking, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get the first takedown. I'm going to go out there and take him down. And he did. He took him down almost right away, like almost effortlessly. And, um, and he said, if you watch the documentary, he said that, you know, I just didn't really think about what was going to happen after. And I, and I tired myself out. So basically you're, you're there to stay. And it doesn't mean don't, you know, if the guy, if it's open, you stick the guy, obviously you put him away as quickly as you can, but you know, just being there, I'm here to stay. If the Mac, you know, if the match goes in, you know, full match overtime, double overtime, I'm here, but yeah, win this position. If you just keep improving your position throughout the match, whatever it is, whether you're neutral, top or bottom, you're going to do well. So you get to your, you get to your tie up 
and then you get to your power offense. Constantly saying that your power offense is your best two or three moves on neutral, best two or three takedowns, best two or three turns or pinning combinations on top, your best two or three escapes or reversals. Keep it simple. Better to think less than to think more. So you're on your feet, your top, your bottom. It's your power offense. Best two or three moves. And just improve this position. Score the next and keep it going. I remember Coach Damian Logan. He was our coach at Penn. He's coach of Apex. And he was big on winning the period. You know, just win the next period. So, again, you're chunking down rather than win the match, rather than win the tournament. Win the If you win every period, you win the match. Right? So he was really big on that. And I think that was something that I've heard – you know, Anthony Ashnall talk about Nick Seriano. They were all trained at Apex. Now something that they were big on, just win this period. And they're focused on just giving a, a good effort for the next, whatever, two or three minutes. That was something that obviously led to a lot of success there. But that was something I remember hearing from him. So, again, don't focus on winning the match. Focus on winning the period, winning the position. Number six, which is kind of an extension of number probably three with visualization. Plan on winning the match two or three times. Right? So we talked about planning on adversity. Adversity is going to happen. You know, this, this tournament is not going to go exactly as you planned, right? I don't care how good you are. There's going to be certain things that are different than you expect. Plan on adversity. So that's part of our visualization. And then, but then I go back to the, the Zeke Jones quote that he would always tell us, win the match two or three times. You know, so it's like, if I go in and I'm planning on, you know, I got I to gotta beat this guy three times. You know, if, if I have to beat him once, fine, that's good. Go out and pin him if you can, right? But if there's a bad call, you know, I thought I had to take down, get the next one. You think you got screwed over again? Go get the next one, right? Don't make excuses. Excuses are for other people. Joe Galli, Tektronic Industries. He said that on our leadership clinic, and that's, that's a good way to look at it. But it's really just, you know, there's going to be adversity. I, I'm, I'm expecting to win it two or three times. You know, win the tournament two or three times if you have to. If you have that mentality, it's probably not going to happen every single match. But it definitely will sometimes, and you want to be planned for that up here, not not even as much physically. Yeah, Zeke probably saw that over and over. Guys getting so, – you could imagine, Zeke, he probably saw this so many times where guys were disappointed because they thought they had the match wrapped up, and then, you know, the guys the, – the opponent surprised them or the ref made a bad call or maybe they make a stupid mistake, and now they got to go get it again. And what Zeke was saying is be willing to get it again and get it again. You have an attitude where it's I'm constantly willing to take it. I'll take it over and over. And then you go back to even the Kari Kolop matches where they had to re-wrestle the matches. If you remember that, world championships, they made them, he beat the guy, they made him re-wrestle the match. So what's going on psychologically? And if you watch the Kari Kolop documentary, it messed him up mentally. And Zeke probably, and who knows, maybe that's where Zeke got it from. And again, this is one of the most mentally tough people out there. Uh, you know, it's if it could happen to him, it could happen to anyone. So our mentality is win it again and win it again. How about it? Wasn't it Randy Lewis versus Pat Smith in the 1984 Olympic trials? They they petitioned the match and they had to wrestle the last like minute again. Leroy, the older one. Leroy, Leroy Smith. Yeah, they went back and they wrestled a like a minute and a half. It's like, all right, you're starting the match. You're up by one. There's only a minute left. Think about how ridiculous that is. That is ridiculous. And, you know, there's a lot of things unfair about that, but that's what you got to do. Right. I got to win it again. I got to beat him again if you have to. And that's, you know, that's the mindset you have to have. And, and I'm sure he had it. He might have lost the match. But, you know, being willing to do that again. And it's like if you win in the state finals and like, oh, we messed something up. It's like, all right, well, let's do it again. You know, you want to be the person who's like, let's do it. You know, anyone, anytime, anywhere. Right. 
right? Yeah, you know, like again, we go back to Zeke, where it's like he probably just saw this happen over and over again. We said we're not leaving this to chance. You just have that attitude where you're there to take it and you'll keep doing it. And I mean, ultimately, so if you have to wrestle that match again, you have to wrestle the match again. Again, the the Leroy Smith thing is crazy. And I guess the point is, you know what that's, and that's what Zeke was touching on. You know what that feels like as a wrestler after you beat a guy by a point or after you won a tough match. And you're like, ah, nice. Wrap that one up. I got that in my, you know, basically I put that one behind me. Right. That, that's what, that's what Zeke's really, let's be, let's be, yep. you know, get to the point. That's what Zeke's talking about. You know, that feeling that you have where it's like, all right, I beat this guy already. You know, I got that one done. You know, I got that one over with. He didn't want that. It's we'll do it again. And we'll do it again. And we'll do it again. And you had a bad thing there where you had to have a wrestle off your seat. You know, sometimes rest coach makes you have a wrestle off to defend your spot. And it's like, oh, you know, it, you know what was it? It was the case. And Eddie, what do you think about doing a wrestle off at a bad time after you beat the guy and outplaced in the tournaments? It's like, what? What was the response? I was like, all right, if you want me to beat him again, I'll beat him again. Right. And that's got to be the mentality. <laughs> yeah, that was the mentality. I ended up losing two or three. But won one of the matches. But I think mentally, you could feel pretty good about the loss because, you know, it's like, did I want to wrestle off again? Of course I didn't want to wrestle off again, right? Like in the back of my mind. But it's like, all right, you know, it's, I'm not the coach. You're the coach. We're doing what you want to do anyway. So it's, you want me to beat him again, beat him again. So, so at least you could look back at moments like that mentally and say, I was in a pretty good position. So it's like if you, and I'm sure a lot of that was part of the training from from Zeke. You know, it's like expect to have adversity along the way, and it's, let's do it again. And it's if, if you really enjoy wrestling, it shouldn't really matter that much anyway. It's like, all right, you want to have a wrestle-off? It's like, it's I get another chance to compete. Go back to our mindset principles are up on the wall over there. It's like, I'm thankful for the opportunity to wrestle. Are you thankful or not? You know, whether it's in the in the, the states, the districts, the regions, the, the conference tournament, a wrestle-off against your friend, your brother, it's like, it's it's wrestling, you know, so... You get back to mindset principle number one and gratitude. Right. So, all right, number, number seven. Get, go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead. Number seven, last one for this series. Stay away from people who add pressure. Uh, right. So you have a you have a long tournament. A lot of times postseason, it's over a lot of times two or three days. So it's again, you go back to that energy management. A lot of it is just how do you manage your en energy, not just throughout a day, but throughout a weekend. We all know it could be a very long weekend wrestling five, six, seven matches sometimes, right? Stay away from people that are clouding your mind, adding pressure, or just people you don't want to be around, right? And, and it might not even be that personal. It sounds very personal, but you might just know that certain coaches are putting too much in your head right before the match. They might be a great coach for you, but you're thinking too much before you go out there. Oh, I have to impress this coach. I have to make sure I hit the technique they want me to hit, not what the other coach taught me that might actually work in this match. So you're thinking too much. It's clouding your mind. It's adding pressure. So, you know, you want to be aware of that. And then it doesn't mean you can't say hi to people, right? But I would just make sure that I place myself in a location where I'm not, you know, having conversations that are going to, whatever, drag me down or distract me. And, and for coaches here, we're not, we're not telling your wrestlers that they shouldn't be listening to you. What we're saying really here is, for, for you as a coach, I'm going to speak to the coaches on this on this particular topic. Less is more. For most of your wrestlers, less is more. Err on the side of talking less about wrestling. If you're a parent, err on the side of talking less about wrestling. Quick points and then get off of it because you need the energy management too. And so do they. And, and sometimes actually it's the easiest to focus 
if you're if you're in the wrestlebacks because you have matches that are coming up and you don't have a lot of time being in your head. If you're in the championship bracket, you might have four matches over the course of two or three days, or you might pin the guy real quick, and it basically you're you know it's a total wrestling time of you know maybe 15 minutes the whole week, the whole you know two or three day tournament. So you know who you let into your mind is is going to be real important around this time. So you know we're speaking about coaches. We mean club coaches, team coaches. Parents who think they're coaches, <laughs> right? Some parents who actually are coaches too. What we're saying is less is more. Keep it simple. What we're trying to do is overthink. And what we're trying to avoid is negativity. And if you're around people who are negative, this goes now if you're a coach too. You might have to distance yourself from certain parents also at this point in time. You might have to distance yourself from certain friends. So just, just keep it positive and keep the mood light. Have fun. And when it's time to be intense, your battery will be charged and then you could be very intense and then you get back down from it, recharge, and then it's intensity again. Yeah. And, and as a parent, I think like a parent tip would be understanding, try to understand who does your kid, like who does he feel most comfortable around in between matches, right? You might think it's like, oh, he needs to be by his club coach or he needs to be by his high school coach, but maybe he is most comfortable and like relaxed around a friend who has nothing to do with wrestling, just a best friend from home who's not a wrestler. Right. It might, it might be their girlfriend. Right. It's like you might think, oh, no, he's distracted. He's um, he's not thinking enough. He's not intense about wrestling. But that might be the best thing for the wrestler. You know, so a distraction could be good as long as it's, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. Right. It's not clouding their mind. So I know it's tough to understand, you know, what might be the right thing. But they don't have to be around the best technical coach in between rounds because they need to relax mentally, emotionally and physically. If you're one of those parents or coaches who just, you know, you have all this, well, you have all these nerves too, because remember your kid's been going through it. You haven't been thinking about it as much. It's like you kind of get there and boom, you're right there. You're at the state tournament and it might be your kid's first time at the state tournament. So you're all jacked up. You got now the aunts and uncles are coming, grandparents, people who are coming that have never seen the kid wrestle before. So if you're, if you're a parent that can't control yourself, again, less is more. If, if you really have all that energy, you know, Give your kid a massage. Massage his neck. Massage his arms. He won't. He won't hate you for that. Just be quiet. Let him put his headphones on. Let him. You know, massage his neck. Massage his back. It's like, then he'll probably want to be around you. You could feel like, hey, you actually had some kind of impact on the match, and you got to get all those jitters out of out of yourself rather than say things that you that you're going to regret. As parents and coaches, don't make it into a big deal. Those those ten deadly phrases or however many they were. You know, this is it. Now or never. Do or die make it or break it. There is no tomorrow. You want to stay away from all those kind of things. Um, just enjoy it. Hey, I'm proud of you no matter what. Just be aggressive. Get after it. These are the kind of things you say to them. Just do what you normally do. Be yourself. You know, get after it. Be aggressive. You know, you, you came here. We're, we're here. Let's 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 just go after the guy. Throw the kitchen sink at him. And, and that, those massages, like we were talking about, but in between rounds, the Russians are constantly doing those. The coaches, you watch the World Olympic Trials or Olympics Worlds, their coaches are massaging them in between rounds or even the athletes themselves. They're massaging themselves, their arms, their legs. Take a shower in between rounds if you can. I've seen good literature on that. So, you know, taking care of yourself, basically. And as a parent or coach, just ask the kids, you know, to go, who do you like to be with in between rounds? Like, do you like to be by yourself? You know, do you like I like to, personally, I like to be around my family. You know, we didn't talk about it too much in between rounds, which is good. I'm sure, you know, everyone was nervous, right? But I, I didn't feel like it was more tense around my family. And our dad would always give us chapstick. 
<laughs> yeah. I'll stick before matches than than um than in the rest of my life. But you know, that's something he felt like he was helping. It's like a, it wasn't adding pressure. It's like better he gives us chapstick than gives us wrestling advice, probably. Um, so just understanding that where, where, where do you like to be in between rounds? Because I didn't want to be around coaches in between, you know, if they said something to me, I don't care, but I didn't need to sit next to my coach in between most rounds of most tournaments. So just understanding that as a parent and then as a wrestler and make sure you put yourself where you need to be. Right. That's so, it. That's part four, part four of, um, the postseason series. So we got to do something else now. So let us know. You could you could drop a drop a comment in here. What do you want us to, where do you want us to go next? What's next for the Wrestling Mindset Podcast? Give us some ideas below. Yeah, on your end, you could feel real good. Not on your end, on people who are watching's end. <laughs> the people yeah. who are watching, you could feel pretty good. If you're you're listening to this material, some of it, of course, is going to be repetitive. Uh, but you do have to listen carefully. And so if you're driving or you're listening to it, that there are some there are some gold nuggets of information that are unique to each each show. And there's certain things that you're going to relate to. Not every single thing is going to be like the magic bullet for you. And that's not how this is created anyway. That's You're not looking at like the magic pill format, uh, you know, situation. But think about it. There's certain things that are really going to relate to you. They're really going to help. And we're making small distinctions. You could see these. there's these little nuances that if you could grasp those nuances, it's really going to help you. Bottom line is during championship season, a lot of people make very predictable mistakes. A lot of very good wrestlers make a lot of predictable mistakes. And it's everything the opposite of what we're saying right here. We've gone through it, so you don't have to go through it now. We've seen thousands of wrestlers go through it, so you don't have to go through it. If you're doing the things we're telling you, your opponents will make a lot of these mistakes. They're going to get involved in the hype. Well, the hoopla, the fan mentality, thinking about records, rankings, seedings, predictions, Looking at the bracket, if I win, I go against this guy. If I lose, I go there. Who am I going against next round? What's their record? Are they a senior? Um, what happened the last time they wrestled? Who are some common opponents? Being around negative people, not recovering in between rounds, staying intense the whole day, not, no energy management. All the things we're talking about, I'm telling you, a lot of the best wrestlers, they're going to be making that mistake. So you don't make that mistake. Also, just letting coaches know and any really um, wrestlers graduating, especially college, uh, we are we are still hiring. We're looking to speak. We're looking to help wrestling clubs all across the country. Our goal is to provide free mindset coaching, free mindset coaching now, to every wrestling club in the country that wants it. The only way we can do that is if we build a bigger staff. So we are looking to hire. We're looking for good people who really care about helping kids and who are seriously interested in and know about mindset and want to know more about mindset, we can train you with that. So if you're a serious club coach, serious uh, team coach, or graduated wrestler, we could help you. We could help you get some part-time work. And as always, as we always say, whether it's wrestling, sports, school, or life, mindset makes the difference. Now go out there and be aggressive. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.